What a wonderful and warm and marvelous gospel reading we had last week. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep and mine know me, and I will lay down my life for the sheep. This beautiful image even calls to mind the fact that it was to simple shepherds in the field that the the newborn Christ was first revealed. It stirs up in our hearts uh, a wonderful admiration of who Christ is, and an admiration that is not just uh, a psychological thing, but something that draws us to imitate him, to become more like him, to want to share his life. We could hardly come up with a warmer image than that of the Good Shepherd. But today's gospel, at first reading, it might seem to be not quite as warm, not quite as endearing as the image of the Good Shepherd. But in many ways, it is much more intimate. You see, a shepherd and his sheep, no matter how intimate that relationship, are also in some senses separate. Here is the shepherd, and over here are the sheep. But in today's gospel, there's absolutely no space separating Christ and his followers. I am the vine, and you are the branches. In today's gospel, we're not just followers of Christ, but are grafted into him. I am the vine, and you are the branches. Not just followers, but branches that draw their life from an intimate connection with the very Son of God himself. So we're more than admirers of the historical Jesus. We're more than admirers of a wonderful human being, but are in an organic relationship with Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. I am the vine, you are the branches. And it is in this context of the connection of Christ and his people that our Lord says something remarkable. Without me, you can do nothing. But this certainly begs more than one question. What does this identity really mean? How does it come about? And How does it work? Perhaps, first of all, we can say what it does not mean. Think of other world leaders, other historical figures, the founders of all of the other world religions. Think of the historical figure that you look up to the most. Who is that person? You may hold them in great esteem, but you don't have an organic relationship with that person. St. Paul says, in him we live and move and have our being. Can you say that about Abraham Lincoln or Eleanor Roosevelt? Or how about Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? In him or her, we live and move and have our being. Without Abraham Lincoln, I can do nothing. It would be absurd even to hear those words. But we have been grafted into Christ, for he is the vine and we are the branches. And without him, indeed, we can do nothing. So how does this come about? How do we remain in him? as Jesus exhorts us in the gospel today. When we turn to the scriptures to find the answer, we find that they're they're almost too rich. There's too many images to mention. Consider what the scriptures say about baptism. On the very day of Pentecost, 
St. Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, proclaims to the crowd, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Through baptism, we receive the forgiveness of sins, which enables us to be joined to Christ. And we read the inspired words of St. Paul when he tells us, Through faith you are all children of God in Christ Jesus. All of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. You are all one in Christ Jesus. You belong to Christ. And in his letter to the Romans, St. Paul tells us that we who are baptized into Christ Jesus have been baptized into his death so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, By the glory of the Father, we might too live in fullness of life. Through baptism, faith, and repentance, we become joined to Christ and to his body. And we are filled with grace and divine life. It's like sap running through the branches of the vine, drawing that sustenance from the root. And we become like Jesus. We are transformed in him and We live. But there's so much more. Through the sacraments, all of them, we are joined to and drawn closer to Christ and filled with his grace. Consider what our Lord says about his presence in the Eucharist. Jesus tells us something rather startling. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and I in him. We just, we don't just like Jesus. We don't just follow him. We become one with him. We are filled with his grace, his Holy Spirit, his divine presence, his transforming power. Notice what happens at Mass. The priest does not hold up the host and say, this is Jesus' body, and hold up the cup and say, this is Jesus' blood. No, But standing there in the person of Christ, the high priest, he says, this is my body. This is my blood. For it is Christ himself who makes that holy transformation in the hands of the priest. And so Christ is present to us in baptism, in the Eucharist, in the man ordained in the sacrament of holy orders, to the sinner in the sacrament of reconciliation in the spouses, the husband and wife, in the sacrament of matrimony, in the sick as they receive the holy anointing, and in confirmation as the person receives the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, Christ is present to you because you are the branches on the vine that is Christ Jesus himself, risen and living He is risen indeed, and that means so are you. Remain in him, and he will remain in you. How do we remain in Christ? The second reading that we just heard from the letter of St. John tells us, His commandment is this, John writes, We should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who keep his commandments... Remain in him and he in them. Those who keep his commandments remain in him and he in them. 
the grace of the risen Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit rushes through each one of you with its transforming power. His grace is your life's blood, your hope and your salvation. I am the vine and you are the branches, says the Lord. Remain in me as I remain in you. For whoever remains in me will bear much fruit.